local flight instructor, Martin Bonick, about the best route to take. The most common place for going to the west side of the Continental Divide from Boulder is over Corona Pass. Unfortunately, they say Corona Pass has some of the worst turbulence of any pass in Colorado. And I remember saying this is not be a good day to go over. Gert decides to head up anyway, even though he has limited experience flying in the mountainous terrain. He plans to fly west of Boulder over the foothills. If the weather gets too bad, he'll simply turn the plane around. I figured, well, uh, we can take off here. It will be bumpy. Uh, it will be very, uh, very turbulent. But we can look whether we see the Corona Pass. And uh, if it's easy, uh, then we take this pass. The weather and the mountains and the combination are uh, very unforgiving to carelessness and mistakes or too much uh, confidence on the part of the pilot. At about 11 a.m., the single-engine airplane takes off. Becky sits to Gert's right. Natasha is directly behind him. We had uh, full headsets on, all of us, and then that way we could hear what everyone else was saying. Not that I really needed to pay attention too much. I was just kind of more along for the ride. Gert turns the small plane west toward Corona Pass. Though the ride is bumpy, Becky isn't worried. We've been in turbulence before, and I know that it only lasts for, at the longest, a couple of minutes, and you're out of it. But as they gain altitude, the turbulence grows stronger. The plane rattles in the 40-mile-per-hour winds. It was rough. It was hard to set the radio because you have to touch the dials and with the hands flying up and down. I was supposed to be the navigator. I couldn't even find the spot on the map. The pencils were flying all over. I had a pair of glasses on. The glasses were on the floor. I had never been in strong turbulence such as that day. It rocked the plane really hard. We pretty much rose and fell 40 feet at a time. So imagine a roller coaster ride, that big drop, that big descent, and then multiply that times three, and then there's no control. And you bang into your seat, you bang against the window. Gert presses on, climbing upward. We caught an updraft. Uh, within a short time, we got uh, carried up to almost 13,000 feet. We were above the whole the layer of clouds. It's fairly smooth even up there. But at that height, ice could build up on the wings, making it difficult to maintain altitude. Gert decides to dip under the clouds to get his bearings. I tried to go lower and lower in order to see under this cloud cover where we, we were before above and uh, see what's, what's below there. Can we cross it? As Gert noses the plane down, they hit turbulence once again. My mom and Gert were kind of conversing back and forth, and I was just not really paying attention. I was a little bit more concerned about me not getting sick and reassuring myself that everything was going to be okay. By now, the menacing storm looms ahead of them, hovering over the continental divide. Gert can barely see the mountain peaks. Snow begins howling all around the plane, and the wind speed nearly doubles. As the air comes over the top of the mountains, the air is compressed between the air above it and the mountain itself, and it accelerates as it crosses that. 
He could have been experiencing 70, 80 mile an hour winds. The plane struggles to maintain airspeed. Gert can't see where he's going. Finally, he decides to head back to Boulder. But by now, it's too late. I announced that we are going to turn around. I realized that we were below the top of the ridge um, and uh, we were losing altitude instead of gaining altitude. The plane has descended too low into a valley. Gert must act quickly. As he turns, he pulls up the nose of the plane to gain altitude. But he doesn't have enough speed. Powerful wind gusts are pushing the plane downward. Suddenly, the stall alarm blares. I'll never forget that sound, never. That's when I got scared. I knew that we were...